electricity, a big idea that's inspired countless new ones. From powering the light bulb to virtually powering our entire lives. 30 years ago, State Street launched the Spider S&P 500 ETF, SPY. A big idea that inspired the world to invest differently. And still does. What can you do with SPY? Before investing, consider the funds, investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit SSGA.com for a prospectus containing this and other information. Read it carefully before investing. SPY is subject to risks similar to those of stocks. All ETFs are subject to risk, including possible loss of principal. Alps Distributors, Inc. Distributor. It's Jim Cramer here. You're listening to the opening bell of CNBC's Squawk on the Street. Don't miss a minute of the action. Good Wednesday morning. Welcome to Squawk on the Street. I'm Carl Quintanilla with Jim Cramer, David Faber at the New York Stock Exchange. Uh, final day of June, Q2, the first half. Futures are off the early morning lows as Europe's been weak on some COVID variant worries. Big day for IPOs here at the NYSC. Three new issues, including Didi, uh, the biggest Chinese IPO since Alibaba. Our roadmap begins with the final trading day of the month quarter and a winning first half for stocks. S&P up 14, Dow and Nasdaq up 12 on the year. And as Carl said, it is, uh, well, we can call it IPO mania, chining ride hailing China, right hailing giant Didi, that's uh, what I wanted to say, is headlining one of what is the busiest weeks for public debuts that we've seen in years. And Biden versus business. The White House reportedly drafting a new order to attempt to broadly rein in big business anti-competitive powers. It has been quite a ride for stocks heading into the final trading session of the month quarter and first half of the year. All three major indices up double digits, as we said, year to date, led by the S&P with 14. Second best first half for the S&P, Jim, since 98. And I don't think it's done. We are now in the seasonally strongest period. We have, uh, if you buy today and held it for uh, between 8 and 12 days, you almost always have a winning trade. I'm talking about selling 75, 80%. Thank you, Larry Williams, for this. So uh, do not say that just because we've had a great first half, it's time to ka-ching, ka-ching. Things are right and ripe for a further rally. So you've not been unnerved by fewer names above the 50-day, stronger reliance on FANG in terms of the indices. Interesting you mentioned that because Larry was going over with me. Microsoft, he thinks, is the most over, uh, most dangerous stock. It's been going up on very light volume. Uh, some of the FANGs otherwise. I just, I look, my lead group is not FANG. It's the semis. semis. And the semis are a beauty to behold Micron Ports tonight. And there are word, there's word that Micron is going to blow the number away. Uh, Micron has been a very, you know, it's only up 10% versus 20% for the, uh, the S&P. But I think AMD is a very sneaky stock here. Look at that one. Quietly, step by step, inch by inch, AMD <laughs> goes to 90. Uh, B of A today takes the target to 120 on AMD on data center. Uh, but there's so much news, Jim. There's uh, the breakout of semis overall yesterday. Yes. There's um, Micron tonight. BMO goes to 110. How about that? Yeah. That was very aggressive. And don't forget, AMD, what we're really waiting for there is the closing of the Xilinx deal, which I understand is imminent. Uh, and then we no longer have to hear uh, Gelsinger from Intel bash AMD in a subtle way because AMD is going to have a whole different pastiche, if not mosaic of business. Uh, that's the second time in the last 30 seconds you mentioned AMD. Well, because the stock's gone up 10 points and no one's even mentioned it. Mm-hmm. And you consider that it's going to go even higher? Is I that think what Lisa's, you're saying? Lisa Sue is a roadmap, not just because the next one she has a, is Milan. She has a lot of Italian cities. She just, that's the roadmap. It's named after Italian cities. I see. I've been waiting for Florence. You have? Yeah. 
And that's what, what going to be the next chip or something? I hope. Yeah. That's my bet. You know, you don't, no one knows what city she's going to name next. Um, stock I'll tell you, looking- Rome wasn't built in a day, but this stock could go to 110. <laughs> So I could go to 110. Even, That's um, 30 points from here. Really? Even Taiwan Semi, uh, 20, Susquehanna 20 goes to here. neutral My math's terrible. On, on TSM, uh, Look, 105. Who, I don't know who would not be loving Taiwan Semi uh, other than people who fear that the co- Chinese communists, by the way, they are communists, David. Yes. Uh, you know, puts a button, are going to take over Taiwan, which there are, I'd say, a percentage of people I deal I always ask CEOs uh, every time I go out with them, which is pretty much every night, what is your fear? And their fear is always Taiwan. It's not the Delta variant. It's Taiwan. Everyone's worried that, well, that one day we'll wake up and it's Hong Kong. Uh, I, I, I wish people were less worried, but that's what I keep getting. And I don't prompt them. I say, what is your number one worry? Taiwan. It's foundries. Time Magazine has a, picture, has a big piece on foundries. Uh, obviously, we're all hostage. When I think back to earlier in the, I guess, quarter, certainly in the half, you were directionally strong on Caterpillar and Boeing and the cruise lines. I assume at this point you are waiting to see what happens next. I have to. Uh, look, I, I personally do not fear the Delta variant because I have Moderna. I think that the more we hear from people that maybe we're in trouble, uh, which we didn't think we were, then I think that people again get say, okay, listen, I got to pull back. Why not just, why be the last soldier to die in this war? David, I don't know. I mean, are you back wearing a, look at that, NVIDIA. Look at NVIDIA, a yes. 52%. Yes. Did you know that NVIDIA the second has got his own? They just Incredible. showed me the name tag. Never stops. I just got the name tag for NVIDIA uh, the NVIDIA, second. One of the largest markets. You did, number two. Yeah, Otherwise known as Ragu. <laughs> she called, he answers to NVIDIA. Okay. Wait, right. As long as you have a treat in your hand. Yeah. I get it. It's also a treat. Um, well, let's get back to the market here in terms of the reopening plays and the concern about Delta variant. What about uh, mega cap growth? You know, it's funny. We looked at Fang and obviously right. to the, I mean, Apple and Amazon. Apple started moving up. Did you see the chart? It did. I did see yesterday it started to move up. I mean, there is a case to be made, and I'm looking at some notes because I had a couple of conversations with some fairly large money managers. You know, harder to own Snowflake flake with the uncertainty around rates than it is easier to gravitate towards the mega cap names. It is. Do you agree with that or not? It is. Like, there's a note today about Unity Software, which is a gaming uh, platform. And, 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 you know, this is, we were trying, Ben Stoto and I, he's my, he's my guy, my analyst. We were trying to figure out, I mean, is it 20 times sales? I mean, those I don't like. But can we just say that if Kathy Wood get, continues to get money in, yeah, then... This kind of stock goes higher. The snowflakes of the world. Yes. Now, Frank Slobin, so I've had Frank on a number of times, and when ServiceNow is a very small company, he came on. Woodstock. He came on and he said, "Look, uh, the, uh, ServiceNow, I'm going to basically take over the world." But whatever part of the world has not been taken over, he's going to take over. Right. With I just silos. use that what? snowflake we use, we should tell, as well, a reflection could, of the growth trade. Well, it's, a, it's the highest value. Ex- right. It trades at an enormous multiple to revenues. Not that the it highest has, doesn't have a very strong uh, business. It is but, a great business. Right. It's destroying uh, everybody. One of the reasons why people were worried very much about, uh, we're gonna, about Splunk is that they're gunning for Splunk. Guys, we're going to get a, a test of growth today as well. You what, because of Zoom this, and well, Charlie Munger? Sentinel. 
right? Cybersecurity, Sentinel. interesting company. Um, I know. You know, 10% or so on by third point. They got in in the B round of venture. It's obviously a huge win for them. Is it not getting crowded? They're going to keep, I, mean, I talked to Dan Loeb this morning, they're going to keep and actually potentially even yeah. add some shares. But right. this is a huge growth play. Um, and There's you know, many, they're losing you know. money. It's a big growth play. It's out there but competing against the crowd strikes of the world. But I mention it because... I mean, CrowdStrike trades at something like 37 times next year's estimated revenues. Pushed again maybe, today, CrowdStrike. get priced at somewhere around mid-20s, let's call it, uh, next year's uh, revenues. Um, well, I mean, you know, David, Jim, it, that gets back to the question about the snowflakes of the world, so to speak. Well, but, but, but you remember uh, Colonial Pipe. Growing 100% a year. Colonial yeah. Pipe changed a lot of things. Yes. Because we realized, wait a second. There's ransomware everywhere. People are paying ransomware. We don't even know how many people are paying ransomware. And that's very worrisome. And so it becomes something that people, you know, they have a built-in business that we didn't know about. Extended detection and response. AI-powered XDR to make platform to make cybersecurity defense truly autonomous from the endpoint and beyond. That's uh, Sentinel this morning. We're going to talk to this. Do you know about Deep Instinct? The next hour. Do you know Deep, Deep Instinct? Deep Instinct? Deep, Deep Instinct. Heather Is Bellini. Sharon Stone? Yeah, is that Sharon Michael, Stone? Michael Douglas? The number two? No. Close. This is Heather Bellini. Uh, not with Sharon Stone. I mean, she's, she's a mom. Wow. Step. No. We just no. She's a mom. Heather Bellini, the formerly of Goldman. You know, what is yeah, she doing? She was a partner. She with works basic at Instinct. She works deep at, instinct. at She works at Deep Instinct. This is Israeli. This is Mossad. Uh, and they play offense. They don't do defense. They play offense to get these people, and they're using uh, AI. And uh, I got to tell you, they have a compensation, two million pounds, if a customer using their software experience gets a ransomware attack. So in other words, no more of this, hey, remediation, now I just got attacked. They are literally paying you if you get attacked because that's how confident they are. David, it's called Deep Instinct, not well, basically. That'll, that'll win them some contracts. Do you think Heather Bellini's mad at me because of what you guys just Not did? at all. Not at all. I think she's, she's a very flattered. nice person. I think she's flattered. Um, yeah, she's a friend of Kieran Goodwin. You know Kieran. Uh, yes, your buddy Kieran Goodwin. Uh, but this morning, Didi obviously going to be, I mean, of, of all these companies, by far the largest yeah. market cap, the largest offering. And we'll be following it closely in terms of uh, how it performs when it opens. You got clear. And as I said, you got Sentinel. Letter S, great symbol there. Uh, Letter S is back? Yeah, the old Sprint. Oh, symbol. my God. I remember when uh, it was at two bucks, right? Yeah. It was at two bucks. Wow. I think it was. Yeah, Sears once had that Dan Hesse, too, right? But at Dan Hesse Hesse came on Mad Money, and I said, aren't you going bankrupt? <laughs> he said, no, I'm going to guarantee we're not going bankrupt. And they did. great call. No, they it was did. a line in the sand. And then uh, they got, yeah, and then Masa moved in. Bought them and then finally figured out a way to merge into T-Mobile, took a lot of those shares, and look at that thing. T-Mobile's been the best. Yes. Uh, So you were just mentioning Taiwan a moment ago as a chief concern uh, on the macro side. Does that that, uh, implicate names like Didi coming to market in your your view? I mean, the valuation side. I am only – boy, it's so interesting you say that because I got a lightning round call about Baidu. I said I like Baidu. I really like Alibaba, but I'm reluctant to – the, most of the Chinese IPOs, there's a big percentage of Chinese IPOs are underwater. Not most. Big percentage are underwater. But the big ones, the biggest ones, are do, do quite well. That's one of the reasons why I said that I think TD could be good. Uh, I'm going to separate Taiwan. We've been able to somehow separate the capital markets. I remember when I had a campaign uh, under uh, President Trump, David, that we should ba- ban Chinese IPOs. Yes, I remember and, and you talking about even, that many Not times. even Peter Navarro was willing to go there. Hmm. That I find hard to imagine. No, he wasn't. Your buddy wasn't willling to go my there? my buddy. 
He is your my buddy. buddy. He is. Why? Because uh, you talk my, about him all the time. He's my buddy. Yeah. Um, by the way, President Biden weighing this new executive order. Yeah, what is that? Um, How can you do that? I mean, it's called, there's courts. He yeah. obviously read the, the FTC. Think you read the FTC ruling, which basically, you know, the ruling against the FTC, which basically says you guys don't know anything and you're jokers? That you're talking about the Facebook ruling yesterday. Did you read that? I did. He, he, the judge was making fun I of did, them. but there was the FTC and the DOJ, but this conceivably would be something that, uh, that they would try and at least get the regulatory apparatus or those that regulate or, or to... Um, not the, not the antitrust regulators, but the other regulators to at least keep in mind well, what competitive are the regulators? aspects. SEC? I don't know. Federal oh, Energy Regulatory yeah, Commission? Anybody, anybody falling under? Yeah, yeah, all that kind of I stuff. I mean, honestly, David, when I read that, I said, let, let's just say toothless. It may toothless. be, and it will get challenged like so many other things do. Yeah. If, and in fact, it's I thought it was we don't have the news as of yet. Did you know about the Google piece with order? Microsoft that was just disrupted? There was a truce? That just broke up to lobby together, and now they're. Okay. I mean, the articles make it sound like, oh, oh yeah, of course there was a truce. I mean, Google Cloud has been going against Azure in a way that is hammer and tongs, and I think Google Cloud is very real. Thomas Curian, doing great, doesn't come on TV. I'm doing my best. Tech check. So you're you're talking about whether or not big tech lobbies with a unified. Yeah. Front. And then he's talking about the competition in cloud being well, reflective they, of look, very strong competition. Well, look, we're, basically we're here to translate what it is. Okay, Google right Cloud was doing – that's not true. I, did, did you go back to the deep instinct? Is that what you're doing? Google Cloud was a third tier, was a pitiful, helpless yes, giant, yes. quote Nixon. And now Google Cloud is doing – Nixon was the president. Well, he was a but president. it's still by far the – I mean, market share, because the market is it's still growing. Three. 40, 40% a year. It's number three. AWS is still the – Dominant. Gartner, I think, had the numbers out the other day. It's still very strong. And they just keep lowering price, and they're great. And, and that's gassy. the thing, right? They lower it's price. just an ongoing, endless price war. I know. I know. Which, I think good for, which is good for the consumers of those services, typically corporations, of course, which means that this competition is good, and therefore, what? There's no what? monopoly power here. At what point, I know this music in my ears means i got to go, at what point does Amazon say, I'm taking on the government? I'm just going to attack the government. You know, instead of waiting for the government to attack them? So listen, I got the firepower. I'll attack the government. How does that work? I don't know. I'm thinking. I got to think about this. Okay, you, you give that to yeah. I'm going to yeah. give it. A, I'm going to yeah. meme it. Do you, you see like stocks that traded 300 million shares that have nine million shares yesterday? <laughs> yeah. I'm not kidding. There was one named after a county in San Francisco, city. I mean, county of near next to I'm not kidding. 300 million shares. It was like nine million shares. What is that? I don't know. I think Gensler knows about it. It's a lot of turnover. Um, we're going to talk about Apple when we come back uh, versus some of its employees when it comes to the company's hybrid work policy. Futures have been a little soggy all morning long. We'll get to ADP this morning as well. Double down, great for Virgin Galactic and more. We're in Squawk on the Street continues. Every day, thousands of Comcast engineers and technologists put people at the heart of everything they create, like Olu Shei. A Comcast engineer who grew up bonding with his dad over sports. This inspired him and his team to create AI Highlights technology that uses AI and machine learning to detect the major plays in a sporting event. So millions of fans have a way of catching up on their favorite sports. Learn more at ComcastCorporation.com. Let's get straight to the point. You want to grow your portfolio to fight rising costs of inflation or pay off your debt or anything standing in the way of you and financial freedom, right? 
Yahoo Finance, our sponsor today, can help. For more than 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been helping great investors like you. Whether you're a seasoned investor or just looking for tips, Yahoo Finance makes it super easy by putting all the tools and data you need in one spot. Yahoo Finance takes a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and more. You can securely link your brokerage accounts for a unified view of your wealth, including 401k and other investments. That's how Yahoo Finance gives you insights and helps you take a look at your wealth in its entirety. That big picture perspective is what great investors need. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor. YahooFinance.com, the number one financial destination. YahooFinance.com. That's YahooFinance.com. Apple has a message for employees asking to be fully remote. It is not backing down from its hybrid model that will require workers to return to the office three days a week beginning in September. The Verge cites an internal note from the company in response to a letter from Apple employees saying some of their colleagues had been forced to quit because of the policy. Uh, Tim Cook sent an email out a while ago, guys, saying you got to come in on Mondays. You got to come in Tuesdays and Thursdays starting in the fall. I guess trying to bust up the weekend arbitrage, I right? guess, although it's hard to imagine anybody's going to be working Friday from an office. This is my, uh, I feel, one of the most important business stories out there right now. All I the agree. decisions that are being made listen, listen, by the leaders of companies uh, in terms of what the future is going to look like for their workforce. And I think it's fascinating that they got pushback from a lot of from potentially employees at Apple saying, we don't want to come in at all. I know. Um, and so the hybrid model certainly seems to be ascendant right now. I well, think there are not going to be many companies that require employees in person every day. There are also not going to be too many that allow you to have complete freedom to not come in at all. Your friend, Mr. Benioff, as well, though, it's very interesting in terms of what with he's a, with, had to with say With the about largest it. building. Largest building in San Francisco. Is it, aren't they taking an impairment to some degree on? Uh, yeah. Um, look, that was... As Mark is often talking said, about sales, it was, sports, his first, yeah, the way. it was his first pandemic, Mark. <laughs> yeah. Now, one of the things that we got the first company to acknowledge your largest issue, yes, General Mills, which I know people trading down, I, I question that, is saying that we're never, we're not going back to 2019. People are going to be eating cereal at home, and the numbers are going to be elevated. So maybe instead of thinking that this is just a pandemic story, understand that lifestyle has changed and people are going to be eating cereal a couple there, days a week. You know, there seems to be a desire on the part of many employees to have the flexibility, at least, of being able to work from home. Uh, many uh, CEOs will tell you their productivity is unchanged, if not enhanced during this period. That said, many of others will also wonder long term the effects of not having people together consistently. And, how, about and how you arrange the schedule. Do you make sure everybody is at the same team that comes in for those three days? Because it's lost. If you're alone in the office, that's not going to help anybody either. And, you know, as far as this uh, sort of generational collision is happening, uh, Becky Quick on her special with Buffett and Munger last night asked about Zoom. Here's what they said. The last year, you both had your lives changed pretty dramatically from the pandemic. Charlie, I hear you're, you're pretty adept at Zoom. Oh, I fall in love with Zoom. How often do you talk to people on Zoom? At least three times a day. I made a deal in Australia. I, I think Zoom is here to assist. It just adds so much convenience. Well, particularly for 97. <laughs> Getting around. But Charlie and I have talked a lot, obviously, since the pandemic started. We haven't talked on Zoom yet. I mean, it, it, well, but it's not because... I'm, I'm just not a Zoom guy. <laughs> no. Why don't you like Zoom? 
I don't see any plus to it particularly. And I, I did it once or twice and they had a whole screen of people. I just didn't think it was adding experience. I'd rather have my, you know, feet on the desk and, and uh, I, I find the telephone a very satisfactory instrument. I mean, <laughs> Uh, what you got to imagine, though, guys, that people who are just coming into the workforce, this is all they know, right? Yes. And Zoom is an option. Yes. That said, the younger people in particular are the ones most at risk for, I, I mean, they want to be in the office. Oh, my God. They uh, need to learn. They need to get acculturated. And what's the best financial? Uh, what's the best boring financial? By the way, you meet your, you meet your what's meet the, people there. Right. Your it's best, called your relationships. It's a relationship your, business. Your future spouse. Relationship. I mean, come on. I did that, too. Well, I mean, one of them. 22-year-old uh, sitting at home? That's not going to work. Okay, listen to me. It's not going to work. Who's the best, per- what's the best performing financial? What? I, of the big ones. JPM? What? PayPal? You mean? Gorman and company. Uh, why does, why is Morgan Stanley, what do you have to do if you work at Morgan Stanley? You got to come in. You got to go to work. You think Gorman tolerates this nonsense? No. You got to go to work so you can play golf. No, just <laughs> We'll get Kramer's Mad Dash on this Wednesday, and we'll get to the opening bell in about eight minutes. Don't go anywhere. What's on the horizon for financial markets? At PGIM, it's a question that over 1,400 investment professionals relentlessly research in pursuit of your long-term goals. Specialized across asset classes, but united in collaboration. Our teams provide global and local expertise. Our investments shape tomorrow, today. Pursue your tomorrow with PGIM, a leading global asset manager. All right, let's get to a mad dash. We're going to take a look at uh, Homer Simpson because he likes beer. Do you know what the number two beer in dollar sales is in the U.S.? Number two beer. No. Modelo. And you know who makes Modelo? Constellation Brands. Accelerated buyback, okay. Pacifico growing. This is Pacifico, of course, is the millennial beer. It, it, it's going over, over 35%. That's the long I thought they didn't drink beer. I thought they all drank just tequila. They like hard seltzer. Well, these guys have the fastest growing hard seltzer. Watch out truly. Watch out White Claw. You know, that's probably what you're going to drink over the holiday. Uh, but I'd say uh, you should be looking at this company, and they have an investment in cannabis, but this time, thank heavens, it didn't hurt their quarter. Uh, they're on tonight. I think this is, this is a stock I recommended hard last week, saying there's so many shorts in the name betting that they were going to screw up. They ain't screwing up. They are killing it. They're cleaning up, not screwing up. Right. Trying to look here. So what they, uh, uh, EPS 474 on comparable basis, EPS 233. Canopy equity losses of 18 cents a well, share, excluding those if losses. If you exclude the losses, you'll see it's a big upside surprise. Okay. That's what you have to All do. Right. The initial headlines did not include that it was you should exclude the losses. Yes. And so the stock was trading down. Now people realize, and the shorts are realizing we are on the run. I will. I have to tell you, the shorts, they're hitting each other over the head with Pacifico bottles. Those Got are the it. long necks. Understood. Yeah, I see that. Double-digit depletion growth gonna, of nearly 11% yeah, per beer. Let me give you a little heads up. This yes. Pacific goes this year. You know what next year's big beer is going to be? What? Victoria. 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 Not Duff. Victoria. No, no. no. Come on, the Simpsons. <sighs> All right, we got an opening bout coming up next.
Welcome back. A few stories in the housing space. One is that uh, Fed, the Fed uh, Governor Waller says he wants MBS to taper first. Uh, mortgage apps, Jim, down by the most in five months. Yeah. Goldman cuts Pulte. Uh, a few other things. The Goldman note was just really basically saying this is a long run. It's been a great one, but kind of move on. Toll Brothers, negative things. Doug Yearly, who's the CEO, would beg to differ. Uh, he can't put up homes fast enough at toll. I think that when I read about, you have to link this, this with David's, the most important story ever told. The, 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 the decisions about whether employees stay home part of the day, part you of the week. You need a new not. home. Most people's homes are not set up for great offices. And then there's the other side, which is commercial real estate, which we'll probably be hearing more about as time goes by as these vacancy rates stay perhaps higher than had been anticipated. Final opening bell of the first half. And at the big board, it is Secure Identity Platform Clear, celebrating an IPO at the NASDAQ. It's LegalZoom, an online platform for legal and compliance solutions, also celebrating an IPO. As we said earlier, S&P is going to close the best first half of a year since 98 today. For the month, Dow still needs a couple hundred points to get green, well, unlikely at this 98, stage. 98, we did have uh, long-term capital. Remember, the people we were cruising, and then we went into that crisis. Well. But we have Arcangos. That was very difficult and been kind of just forgotten, nothing, which is I mean, ridiculous. Long-term capital, the Fed cut 50 basis points. Well, Remember that? Emergency Fed rate was, cut. It was a midday call. Incredible. Those midday were the days. Arcangos was barely a speed bump. Well, I just mentioned Arcangos because it came and went. It shouldn't have just come and went. Say AMD granted unconditional approval from EU for Xilinx takeover. So here we go. We're close. To We're AMD close. closing the Xilinx deal. The Very other deal that, a lot of, that people are waiting for is your, is your friend Mr. Benioff and the Slack deal. Uh, they did the bond offering right, for that. Eight, eight billion. Enormous uh, uh, bond offering from Salesforce to finance that deal, but unclear exactly where we are in terms of when they will actually close. And how about the Axis? The, uh, the, these are going to be very, very big, uh, I think, stories we're going to cover. Slack and my buddy Benioff versus Microsoft. <laughs> it's one word. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's part my of his legal name. You my have two fr- buddies. I mean, and they're very different, Navarro and Benioff. <laughs> I wouldn't want to see them together in a room. <laughs> well, Benioff could just literally just take Navarro. <laughs> Crush him. <laughs> Um, for the most part, they uh, got a mixed picture on sectors today, Jim, although energy uh, is up. We're getting close back to 74 today. We'll be watching for OPEC Plus uh, yeah. headlines. Uh, I was surprised. I was watching Brian Sullivan this morning. In the Exxon proxy fight, they spent, it was like $15 million. They had nothing. I mean, the, it, it, um, what Engine to- One was able to accomplish, as we've said many times, was Nothing short of extraordinary uh, in terms of that. So every, again, every oil company has to be worried. Well, the question it. continues to be in terms of when we look at the fallout from that, the loss of three directors out of four that were that they were going after is, will the index funds, will BlackRock, State Street, Vanguard always now vote in favor of an ESG proposal? Or is that 
simply too easy to imagine will be the case. And in fact, this really was Exxon specific. This was reflective of years of frustration with that company from its shareholder base right. in terms of its lack of transparency, in terms of its lack of communication, even dis- and despite the efforts from the current CEO, Darren Woods, to change that, it was too too late. But Exxon... Um, or does it mean that anytime you put an ESG proposal on a proxy now, the, the, the big index funds, which represent oftentimes 40% of the outstanding shares, are going to say yes. Exxon had been actually doing better at ESG. They've been doing better. There are others that are far worse that I think are going to be targeted. Uh, Meantime, uh, Conoco uh, adding a billion to the buyback uh, and and trimming CapEx, a familiar story. But that that buyback issue is one of the big bullish uh, narratives of the second half. They got a good good balance sheet. They managed to preserve their balance sheet. Well-run company. Stock's been a horse. Uh, at the same time, I mean, the group has had a, a gigantic run. Uh, Brian was talking this point, maybe uh, OPEC unleashes some oil. They don't want to make it so it's so profitable in the Permian that we turn the spigot back on. Uh, well, you were talking about that the other day. What are we down, 1.8 million? Yeah, 1.9, million? yeah. What was our high in terms of, da- in terms of uh, what, 12? production? 12, 12, right? 12 million barrels? Yeah, and yeah. I mean, remember, you also had... You, you, you had pretty much everywhere going full speed, right? Look, at, look at those stocks. Look at the move. By the way, even Occidental even, has managed I through know, this. I know. With that hey. debt load and that coupon they're paying Warren Buffett. They should be refinancing, right? You know, waiting for that. Waiting for the big refinance. But, you know, the Bakken was the place that was really hurt. Yes. Bakken got, got too expensive. Yes, in North Dakota. And yes. a lot of these companies just said, you know what? We can't get shareholders unless we cut back spend. So they cut back spend, and then President Biden comes in. He's obviously uh, probably the least oil-friendly president in history. Yeah, I think that's a fair point. Right? Yeah, that's probably a fair statement. Obama looked like a drill, drill, drill compared to this guy. Right, but he's not stopping drilling. But he's definitely in favor of alternatives well, wait, and renewables. There was a, there was a pipeline a decision yesterday, that granted pipeline that runs right through Jersey, and I was surprised because uh, the, there's been voracious, uh, you know, uh, protests. But I do think that there, if you wanted to start a pipeline right now, I think people would say be well, hard to do out of your mind. Be hard to do. Yeah. yeah. Uh, a lot of retail news. Not only is Walmart leading the Dow at the moment, but. Um, uh, Gap gets an upgrade over at Wells. Actually, street high over at Wells on some survey data. I don't know if you see the Chase card spending trends over at J.P. Morgan, but new post-COVID high. Yeah. And then you got the child tax credit coming. Don't forget that. That's going to pump a lot of money into schools, which is why I like the Gap call Wells Fargo. Of course, Matthew Boss, terrific at J.P. Morgan, liking it. Uh, uh, David, it looks like it's all about easy. 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 Easy, easy not in, easy. No, I understand who you're talking about. Yeah. Like Easy Pass? No, Clear? Easy Kanye West, easy. Thank you. Okay, because I was thinking maybe you didn't know Easy. I do. I do. Sarah Eisen drills me on this stuff. She make does? Sure, yes, make sure that I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Athleta? Yes. And, 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 and on the retail front, the we didn't one. mention Bed Bath, Jim, oh. uh, which uh, despite a miss, uh, shares a, about a two-week high here on their raise guide. Okay, so that's, that could be a potential meme stock, but it hasn't have, doesn't have that explosion of volume. But I like and the stock's really flying. It still has a 20% short position. Last week it was 30%. It's come down dramatically ahead of this quarter. Mark Tritton keeps talking about buy, buy, baby. He sneaks it in every time. Obviously, he's thinking that the valuation of buy, buy, baby is dramatically low. Uh, he will be on TV later today, 
and he will be on CBC. Oh, great. Yeah. Not on Mad Money. Not on Mad Money. But you have Constellation <laughs> tonight on Mad Money. I have Constellation. They're oh. my buddies. Yes, they are. And Mark Tritton's my buddy. you got a lot of buddies. I have a huge number a of buddies. A lot of buddies. If I were to get married now, it would be 1,500 people. <laughs> yes, it would be big. Which would have been kind of like your wedding already was. Well, so, I mean, was that, that? that last wedding ended with, uh, it was 245. That was great. And, and, uh, I like number it was one, me. number two, number three. It was, it was the same. They just kept repeating. I know. It was, it was me, yeah. Lisa, yeah. and my buddy. Can we do that again? And my buddy Benny. At quarter to three, oh, he goes, Benioff. where are we going? I said, no, no, we just got married. He goes, I, I don't know. Well, then where are we going? I said, no, we're going home. He said, oh, come on. It's, but I think it's, it's like 1245 my time. That man so can party. So there, it was me, Benny. There you go. That man can party. Guys, uh, what would a morning be without mentioning SPACs? No. SPACs. Oh, my God. Yes, we got to mention as we take a look at the quarter of the day. That's what he gave me. I'll just Here say it. Is. Just say Here it is. Wait, guys. What happened to the noise? What happened to the music? Oh, I was disappointed. No, it wasn't. We didn't hear the music. We didn't hear the music. They're blocked. Ooh, it's kind of creepy they're inside. Like, like you, they're creeping like you, they're Just not, like Eunice Yu with the Communist Party. All right. Well, we're not hearing it here, guys. But as long as, you, as the viewers are hearing it, I still love hearing it. Anyway, why do I want to talk about this? I don't know. You know, last mile delivery in space. You know, that's a big, it's a big market. Last you guys mile delivery in space. That. Yes. Yeah. Momentum. At XPO Logistics. That's a stable road acquisition. What's interesting is this back is traded above 10 for most of the way. Why am I mentioning it? Well, they had a $1.1 billion deal. They cut it in half. In terms of the value, they totally wow. recut the deal, obviously extend the terms, how long it's going to take to close, everything else. Merger vote is now August 13th. They amend the board of directors. There were some Russians involved. They had to leave. They say we've experienced erosion in our backlog of $86 million as of March 4th, 2021, to $66 million as of June 11th. As customers chose to cancel their contracts with us and seek alternative providers due to delays in our schedule missions, as we await receipt of necessary government approval. Thunder Road, what's it called? It's, it's called Momentus is the company. And I mention it because they cut the deal in half, put the stock trading up. By the way, it's been above 10. It's very interesting. Last mile delivery in space, guys. Come on, get with it. I, look, it's very important. Big. Well, we haven't mentioned uh, in detail the double downgrade of uh, Virgin to underperform. Uh, target 41, talking about risks remaining yeah, even after trials. this FAA. Yeah. yeah, endless trials. That's not what we want. We want to go to space. If, if, we, can't, if we can't go to space, how are we going to do last mile? It's true. Now, is, is Bezos, is he, I mean, he's going to space. Is he worried about last mile or is that now chassis? Well, listen, if Bezos is in space, you got to figure Amazon's going to control last mile. How could they not? Well, and now you got this morning Elizabeth Warren asking for FTC review of the MGM deal, which we've talked about in the Such past. Such a small deal. Well, I, 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 that deal should deal. not move the needle at all in terms of antitrust. There's not a chance. I'm sorry, just not a chance. So why don't but it you sends tell, a signal. Why don't you tell Senator Warren to Amazon that, that uh, this is it? Maybe you get this one through. No, I thought that you that want was to go and buy Viacom yeah. one day. Forget it. You know, I actually thought about that when I heard Senator Warren. I said. This is what this is really about is future future deals. David, all of your buddies who are bankers yes. right now, oh, they are saying it's I don't understand Faber saying this is a this is just a pimple. 
this is the beginning of Faber having nothing to talk about. That, that's, that, that, by the way, may have <laughs> begun. There's a lot of deals in the smaller range, but the big deal is if this is all that, that this is about. You don't, if you're the FTC, you don't want to go to court if you can avoid it. What you want to do is prevent them from even thinking about doing the deal because right. of the threat of how long it's going to take. Well, they the always, legal morass you might actually get. Lena's always called a firebrand. Right. When you have Lina a Khan. Fire, Khan. And yep. when I think of that, I think about raise more, you know, raise less corn, more hell. I mean, you know, you think about the great populace of all time. You don't think of Chaka Khan at all? Just no. Lena Khan? Chaka Khan. Uh, guys, speaking of space, Tesla shares are up a bit. Uh, they laid out some of the hopes for Starlink. Yeah. I mean, man, that thing's going to consume a lot of capital. But it's interesting. You know, uh, the Starlink uh, satellites delivering broadband around the planet, particularly to rural areas, may even cover the poles. This is not going to be a replacement for broadband to urban areas or even suburban because of line of sight issues to some extent. Yeah, but 40 percent is rural. We know that. Right. Uh, but in terms of competing with other satellite providers in rural areas and or where there is no provider at all, I mean, they're talking, what, uh, f- having half a million users in the next 12 months. Um, of course, uh, he joked, uh, that is Mr. Musk, our goal is not to go bankrupt. <laughs> um, and if we succeed not going bankrupt, then that'll be great and we can move on from there. But it's going to be interesting. That's Starlink a high bar. Is a, is, it is. Wow, not going bankrupt, high bar. Half these companies that we see ringing a bell, they're at, they lost. share that you same lost. goal. SpaceX could be worth $100 billion at some point in the next round. Well, then the last mile is much more important. No, 1,500 satellites. It's nothing to sneeze at, nope. right? No, that is. We might no. be talking about that IPO one day soon. Oh, yes. Yeah. As we go to break, take a look at how some treasuries are performing. Uh, Chicago PMI is coming up in a couple of moments. Ten-year did hit 145. That's the lowest since about June 21, as the Dow turns some early losses into gains. Squawk on the street. Rick Santelli here with live breaking news. Our June read on Chicago PMI expected to be in the vicinity of 70 is a disappointment at 66.1. 66.1. That is the lowest read since February when we were under 60 at 59.5. Now in the rearview mirror, still unrevised, 75.2. And what's interesting about that is that level was the highest level since November of 73. So we have digressed a bit. But we still are looking at a number that is well above 50, which is the expansion contraction line, but definitely a reversal from some of the recent momentum. Squawk on the Street will return after these messages. As we said, it's a big IPO Wednesday. Let's get to Bob Pisani. Hey, Bob. And I am a happy man, Carl, because I am back on the floor. And look, there's people back on the floor of the New York Stock Exchange. They've been letting them back uh, all week, allowing them to ring the bell. We have 18 IPOs this week, the most in many, many years, 18. It's important to look at some of the big ones that we've got right now. Three CNB disruptors. Let me take a look. Uh, here and show you what's going on. Here's Clear over by Citadel. That's Pete Giacci talking to the crowd over there from, from Citadel. Uh, identity verification. And look, the indications, 36 to 39. Price talk there was the $31. That, that was what it priced at. So that's going to uh, open above the price talk here. Right here on my left here, uh, not, open, not on the panel yet, but uh, we have uh, 
Sentinel One, which is a cybersecurity threat detection company. That's uh, that's ICE, obviously there, but they're also going to be. Uh, they also priced above thirty-five dollars. The price talk there was thirty-one to thirty-two, and the big one that we're all watching here, Didi, of course, the Chinese ride-hailing service, right here, hasn't opened yet. Priced at fourteen dollars, thirteen to fourteen was the price talk there. Here's something I haven't done in a long time, folks. Let me go over here into the crowd, talk to Glenn Carell. Glenn Carell is the designated market maker for Didi. It's been a while, Glenn. How are you? It's been a while. Yeah, welcome back to the floor. It's good to see you. Thank you. Uh, and how's the indications for Didi? I know it's a little bit early. It takes a while to build the book right now, but uh, tell us what you're yeah. saying. Yeah, we're, we're still in the early process. We're still building the book, so it is going to take some time. So no indication, you know, as of yet, but, you know, soon enough we will get something out there. So we're just taking our time. Of course, I remember you handled Alibaba and many other the... Uh, Chinese uh, IPOs. They're still coming down here on the floor. Your thoughts uh, for the second half of the year for IPOs? Well, you know what? It, it's, it's a great day. It's about Didi right now. You know, we're happy to be a small part of their operation and, you know, the IPO process. And we're just focusing on that right now. Whatever comes in the future comes. So we'll be ready. Okay. And we'll be down here waiting for that to open. Obviously, it'll be an hour or two. Uh, we don't know for sure, but we'll keep an eye uh, on that. I don't want to eliminate or uh, neglect the NASDAQ because they've got a lot of IPOs as well going on. LegalZoom, one of the big uh, online legal and compliance platforms, they're also pricing. Uh, they priced yesterday above the range, uh, $28. The price talk there, 24 to 27 Here's the bottom line. It's been a remarkable first half of the year here. Uh, 213 IPOs raised over $70 billion. That is a typical full year. So in the first half of this year, we've already done a typical full year in terms of the number of IPOs. We've had $18 billion IPOs. Never done that before, ever, in a, even in a whole year. Average IPO return, 26%. Here's one little disappointment. Most of the return for the IPOs has been on the first day, 24%. On the first day, the aftermarket after the first day has been a little bit slow. So big gains have been made again by the institutional investors, not the retail investors. How about the second half? Hey, look at these numbers. Look at these companies that are out there floating. Robinhood, I see. Warby Parker, the prescription eyeglass company. Chobani, Flipkart, that's India's largest uh, online retailer. Instacart as well. Uh, that's the big grocery delivery platform. Global Foundries is out there as well. That's a big semiconductor designer. That'll be a big one if that happens. I even have Dole Food Company, believe it or not. What in the, uh, remember them? Fruit, vegetable companies. Uh, been around a very, very long time. They too will be going public again, or at least slated to possibly go public. It's going to be a very interesting year. And guys, the most important thing right now is this is about the most perfect market conditions that you have. Not only do you have the markets at a new high, but you have oceans of liquidity out there and still a lot of private companies that are brand names still waiting to go public. Guys, back to you. What a list, uh, Bob. Absolutely fascinating. And a couple others, Krispy Kreme, we know BuzzFeed, the SPAC merger, Sweet Green, Jim. Are we in an environment where it takes oxygen out of the room or not? Look, I think there's a lot of companies that are not going to have coverage. And they're just kind of not going to die on the vine, but we're just not going to be paying any attention to. And I think it's important that just because you have a name does not mean you have a, a company whose stock is going to go higher. And you may not, you know, you don't have a Zoom. And I, I just look at these companies and I say, oh, okay, that one came, I've used that product, I've used that product. But I'm not going to get coverage which says buy that stock. And I think that's going to matter tremendously. I don't think these people, under, these people underestimate the importance of the Wall Street promotion machine. Most of these companies will not have it in their favor. Interesting. That's my feeling. Especially when you're trying to get your name in front of an re increasingly retail audience. You just, I mean, look, I've got a lot of these companies that want to come on Mad Money because we have a big retail audience. And I've got to tell you, 
What they really need is an analyst. And uh, so you have numbers. And I think a lot of these companies are going to go nowhere and nowhere fast. And that's really important. That does become important, analyst sponsorship. We talk you know, about whether or not analysts add value sometimes, but it is important for these companies simply to be paid attention to in some way. Right, and they're lost. To go out to some investors. I'm so glad you said that because you know, when I, I look at a company that's a SPAC, and then I try to find information about it. You know, you end up having to go to Google. You don't find any reason. It's like, wow. Well, you just go to the SEC. The only thing you're going to be able to oh, do is SC- rely on their filings. right? And the, the filings are all 2026. They're going to make a lot of money. I can't stand it. <laughs> Not to, they are. Not to mention the, there is a lack of transparency in some of this background to some of this stuff as well. A la the one I was talking about today. Exactly why did you cut the price in half? I know. Not really clear. I, I, I am very uncomfortable with a lot of these companies whose names I've heard of but don't really have numbers. Because what happens then is you run into a situation where you have no idea what it's worth. And that's very, very hard. Jim, let's get to stop trading. The heck was going on with Walmart, David? Jim, Walmart now. Um, The rehabilitation of Plug Power. Uh, It's rather incredible. Plug Power had accounting irregularities. uh, And uh, this is hydrogen play. A lot of people are very interested in hydrogen. And one after another, today is RBC's day to say, you know what, don't worry, this thing is transforming into a one-stop turnkey hydrogen solution. Hydrogen, of course, having absolutely no footprint. So, let's, oh, good. General Mills is doing what it should be with that. When I mentioned that the stock is that people are staying at home and you got to buy General Mills, the stock was down. That was wrong. But Plug Power, I'm encouraged by the fact that it's getting, it's putting its accounting regularities behind it. Uh, and if you do think hydrogen power is the future, which I do, this one and Lindy, which my Chapel Trust does, Lindy being the biggest producer of hydrogen, they have a lot of other things going for it. But uh, you come up with Walmart yet? No. Uh, it's a move. Uh, for Walmart, it's a move, 3% plus. I mean, I thought it should have moved yesterday when they had that deal, the Novo Nordisk insulin. I thought that was very important. Yep. Nobody seemed to care. Uh, the market's very imperfect here. Be very careful. It's very thin. A lot of things that should be moving stocks haven't been. Uh, I question a lot of stocks' moves uh, if we do have a downturn. Right. I remember these are seasonally strong period. Still down for the year. It's I mean, been the, best the worst performer it's been, amongst the big cat. It's one of the absolute. My charitable trust owns it. I feel like a complete bozo owning it. But I love my Walmart. I love going there. I have. I like to fish. They. I mean, other than Cabela's, they've got a fantastic mm-hmm. fishing section. They, David, one time I'll take you fish. I got a pond that's never been fished. The the bass don't know what the hook is. Really. <laughs> So naive, so yeah, young. Yeah, they're so naive. It's like you're catching. It's like, hey, you know, boom. It's like you can't catch up. You can't get like, oh my god. Well, that one ate my rig. I just ordered 50 more rigs from Amazon. You just throw was them like, back boom. Or do you cook them I, up? I do catch and release, except for the really big ones, which I, which then I make myself and my wife hates me for. Uh, tonight, you said. Okay, I've got uh, Adrian Shapiro. Maybe people, of course, I remember her from Constance. being an amazing Goldman Sachs analyst. She, she uh, Herschel bags. You know Herschel. You know um, Nest. Okay. Um, Nest Candles? Yeah, I do know Nest Candles. Hers. Hers. Got it. And Bill Newell's a constellation. You're not going to do better than that. Uh, I, I love tonight's show. I really do. Those are just great, great brands. Maybe I'll knock back a Pacifico to celebrate Constellation's numbers later today. <laughs> maybe, maybe not. Keep, keep us guessing, yeah. Jim. Uh, look, I got a last mile. I'm on a last mile um, Last Mars mile bridge. Trip. Yes, I know. We're all thinking about that last mile. How much business is done on Mars? You need to worry about the last mile. It's gonna be. It's gonna be big. Last it's mile in space. Don't you have to have people to order? Two thousand twenty-eight, man. Come on, it's coming quick. They got Amazon Prime and Mars. Yes. <laughs> we'll right. see you at six, Jim. Yep. Thank Mad you. money. Uh, Dow's up fifty-four. Squawk on the streets back in a moment.
You've been listening to the opening bell on CNBC's Squawk on the Street. Imagine earning a degree that prepares you with real skills for the real world. Capella University's programs teach skills relevant to your career so you can apply what you learn right away. Learn how Capella can make a difference in your life at capella.edu.